Man, do I have a special treat for you guys today. Today, this person that's coming on the show is someone, another person that when I first envisioned putting this show together was definitely top of my list. Richie is a dear friend of mine. He and I are from the same town. We have the same hometown, but not only do we have the same hometown, but we also share the same birthday. Yes, we are actually birthday twins. I was born the same day. We were both born same day, same year, and we actually didn't even know that until about two years into our friendship. But the first six months of our friendship, he didn't even really know my, know my name. He actually called me by the wrong name for six months before I actually broke down and corrected him. And it was actually because he forgot the name that he was calling me incorrectly, which is, I give him I give him a bunch of flack for that. Not really, because I didn't care. I honestly just thought it was funny. But Richie uh, is, he's just such a, a kind spirit. He's a, um, we have a, we, I met him through a mutual friend um, probably in 2015 or so. And... We just are kindred spirits. He's just one of the, we're, we're both artists. He's a musician, whereas I'm more focused on, you know, visual arts. Um, he's more focused on the um, uh, audible arts, I guess you'd say, the music more uh, specifically. But he's he's in three bands. We talk about his love of music, how he got started, and what, you know, we talk about how critical it is to be able to balance, especially as an artist, especially if, even if you're just an entrepreneur, trying to build a business, trying to build a band, or any other creative in, or business endeavor that you're, you're dreaming of, how to balance that on top of um, your personal life and also your work life. You know, so it's, it's, uh, we talk about that, and, you know, we just really, really honored and humbled to have Richie on the show, and he took me out of my comfort zone for sure this time. I mean, we went to a, a location that is literally in my backyard, well, not literally, but maybe 10 minutes away from my backyard. Um, and I was blown away by how beautiful this, the location was. And he, he's a big, big, big nature enthusiast. Spends many, 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 many nights in the middle of nowhere. Lions and tigers and bears, as far as I'm concerned, could could rip him alive. But that's not true. But I'm such a non-outdoorsman uh, 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 that the thought of camping in extreme, even relatively extreme conditions makes me question certain people's sanity. But we talk about that. We talk about music. We play a game, all the things. And just without further ado, here is Richie Hayward. Okay, so I'm here with Richie. We're in his Subaru, the trusty Sub. And we are, we're about three minutes away from our destination today that we're going to be recording in. Richie's excited about it. I'm excited about it. Richie, tell us a little bit about this spot we're going to. Yeah, so it's um, it's kind of out in the woods, uh, out near Rome, Georgia. Um, it's this kind of little little nature preserve that not a lot of people know about um, that I found online and some friends of mine told me about. Uh, I came out here a couple years ago just to spend some time by myself in the woods and actually really enjoyed it and it tends to be a place that not a lot of people know about for some reason um but yeah i'm really excited and uh, we're getting ready to pull up now here in just a minute or so wow so we just pulled up and this is pretty pretty 
ominous situation. <laughs> I if, promise if, if, this, if this were night, this would be, I would feel like I'm seriously getting into something. But. Oh yeah, I don't know if I, well, you know, I'd be okay without, with being out here at night. Uh, yeah, I'd be good without, with being out here at night. Okay. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> okay, Richie, so we've been walking for about 50 feet now. It's not as scary as it was, but so tell me again. So it was where, where are we? Why did you choose this spot and kind of, and let's talk, I want to talk a little bit about as we walk, as we walk through these prickly woods, it's a pretty clear path though. Pretty yeah, clear it's, path. it's pretty taken care of. But. So we're, we're at a place called Black's Bluff Nature Preserve um, in Floyd County, Georgia. Um, it's something I heard about a couple years ago uh, from one of my old bosses who's really into mountaineering and hiking and stuff. And I really like to go hiking when I can uh, in the fall and winter and early spring. Uh, not so much in the summer just because it's, it's too hot. But um, came out here by myself uh, a couple years ago um, just to kind of get out in the woods and spend some time out here. Uh, and I found some really cool stuff out here. Some huge, huge rocks, a cave. Um, underneath some rocks and this really neat little um, uh, water area where like this stream comes through and there's these tiny little waterfalls that continue on and at some point somebody had made like a little I guess it's something like a stone tower type thing of just stacked rocks uh, and I just sat out here and set up a hammock and made some coffee and just spent a couple hours out in the woods um, and that's something I, I like to do a lot is just even if I'm not hiking very far, um, just find a spot and technically set up camp for like four or five hours and just kind of sit quietly in the woods and hang out. Well, knowing you, one of the things that you're not unfamiliar with is the middle of nowhere. Right. <laughs> um, and that's one of the things I like about you. And one of the things about this podcast I'm trying to achieve is to kind of get myself out of my comfort zone as well both conversationally both uh physically and what better way to do that than do something i never otherwise would have done on a sunday which is walk through the woods right go out into the middle of the woods of this area of town you've never been to so but we're both from this area yeah and we are both what i like to have first of all our background and kind of the reason that i wanted to have you on the show why i was so excited to have you it's because you're an artist and you are an, um, a musician mm -hmm. and I, you know all my friends especially that are artists uh, fellow artists that understand working a work-life balance in the art field right trying to balance their day job their dream job along with their personal life and family with yes with their personal life family and everything that goes along with that but um so for you we've known each other for i don't know at this point probably eight or nine years maybe i'd say it's somewhere around there it's got to be right because yeah no that, that 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 seems right and uh yeah, I, for the first, I always give you a hard time because, and I, I really didn't care. I don't really give you a hard time about it, but it's, I just think it's funny. But the first six months, we knew each other. Yeah. So you were a Starbucks barista. I was. Back in those days. And I definitely thought your name was Andrew for some reason. 
And I, you know, I really don't care what people, I'm just happy people don't call me other names. You know, there's plenty of other names right. that I've, could potentially be called that, I'd, that I'm happy in. So Andrew is a pretty good one. Right. So, and I didn't care. I was like, I'll let him call me Andrew. And I just, you know, I never corrected you for about six months. And then one day you were just like, you looked at me, I came into Starbucks and you looked at me with a blank stare and was like, hmm. How do you spell your name? <laughs> and I said, you know, I hesitated and I just kind of thought, I said, and I said this, I said, did you just forget my name and ask me how to spell it? Yep. So that you could cover up that you forgot my name? Sure did. And you just smiled and said, without a doubt, without, a, without, a, without much hesitation, you just said, yes. <laughs> and I laughed and I said, well, there's a few problems. A, um... I don't, or, or not problems, but a few things. A, I don't care that you can't remember my name. It's okay. B, the name that you've forgotten is Andrew. And C, my name's Austin. <laughs> and so that's one of the, you know, earliest moments from from our, in, in, in our time that we've known each other that I always reminisce back on. Okay, you know, it's just a funny moment, but. Uh, this is the spot right up here, by the way. Oh, really? Right ahead of us. Where the oh, yes. rocks are. So there's some, there's rocks and there's some running water, like you said. Oh, wow. This wasn't too, it's not too far from the road either. No, no, it's not. But if you just, it's one of these things that like, if you don't venture off the, the beaten path, you know, you miss the, the golden stuff like this. Wow. So we just got here and so this is beautiful. Man, you can just hear that water in my headphones. Like right now I can hear this water like. Is it too much? I mean, I don't. I think it might be a little bit much. We may need to move back a little bit. Okay, we could do that, or we could go up over here where these rocks are to get a farther. Because what's making the most noise is that waterfall, and okay. this one right here. Let's do it. Um, so the way I typically get across, and then if you want to hand me your camera before you step, got the bottom, got the top. And then I'll cross this tree right here to your left. Hopefully I can survive this. Okay. I'm literally walking across. I feel like I feel like Mowgli from the Jungle Book. This is the closest I've ever been to being Mowgli. <laughs> I'm walking across a log with about two and a half feet. Of, of blank space beneath me, which is pretty impressive for my resume as a hiker. I think you're doing great. Well, thank you. But uh, so as we walk a little bit farther away from the water, is this, this, is this a this, good this, oh, volume? Perfect. Okay. So, but yeah, so I wanted to bring you on the show. And as soon as I had the idea, I've been talking with you about this for quite a while, but we, you know, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, the technology wasn't there to do exactly what I was trying to do to yield exactly the right results. Right. And really since it's inception, I wanted to have you on the show because we just, we're spirit, you know, we're like kind of like kindred spirits. And about, I don't well, know. There's a, a reason for that too. I think so. And, and I think about two years into us knowing each other, I don't know why it took so long. Me either. But the conversation came up and turns out like we are born same day of the same year so we are birthday twins yeah we're only hours apart and i'm a little bit older 
That is true. I think I was I was eight nineteen a.m. Do you remember you? Oh, I was like five thirty in the afternoon. So I I was basically, I was almost drawing social security by the time you came out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you were you've got much farther of a leap on social security than I. Oh yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm probably sure there's thousands of numbers of difference on our SSN. I'm sure, probably, you're probably <laughs> right with it. But, so we're kind of always been kindred spirits. We just get along really well. We're both kind of into the arts. I'm pursuing video arts and multimedia and sort of business ownership, whereas you're pursuing a career in music. Um, yes. Which I've always, I mean, I have several friends that are musicians, but with you specifically, um, you're a super entrepreneurial musician. It's like you're, you're, in, you're in, how many bands are you in? Uh, at the moment, I am, I am successfully, I guess you could say, in three bands. Three, okay. De can, depending on how you want to define success. So can you name those three bands? Yeah, so I'll just do, I'll just name them in the order that they kind of uh, appeared slash I joined them. So my first band uh, is called Hey Chroma, which is H-E-Y space C-H-R-O-M-A. Um, and that's the band that I started. It's kind of a, uh, ethereal, spacey, somewhat alternative rock. Um, then that I lead that one. The second band that I'm in is called Sir Peak and that's spelled S-I-R-P-I-E-K. Uh, and that band is led by my buddy Kipris, uh, and the band name is his name spelled backwards. Um, and then the third band I'm in is called Suitor, S-U-I-T-O-R. Uh, that was started by my buddy, or my buddies, Cameron Fleisch and uh, Dallas Gallimore. Uh, I play bass in that band, and Hey Chroma, I play guitar, and uh, I do a lot of vocals, or most of the vocals in Sir Peak. I play guitar, and I do most of the background vocals, um, or not most of them, but a lot of background vocals. Uh, and so I'm just involved in a lot of projects, making a lot of music, and it's... It's really life-giving for me. Well, and beyond just playing the music, aren't you, I mean, how heavily are you involved in the branding, the social media, getting the word out there? So in, in Hey Chroma, I would say that's, that's not exclusively me, but it is largely me. Um, Sir Peak, I have a little less hand in, but I have a lot of like, or at least a decent bit of like advise, ad, advisory role in that. Um, and then in Hey Crow, or I'm sorry, in Suter, that's all handled by uh, Cameron for the most part, as far as marketing and social networking and things okay. like that. I have a, like a tiny, 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 tiny uh, job in that aspect. Okay. Um, but that's about it. Well, before you go any further, I want people to, to explain to people what you're doing. So you're actually, in case you're hearing uh, oh. some hissing and what sounds like leaking gas, we are not, we've not accidentally cut into some kind of line underground no. you are making coffee we've got a basically a portable looks like a bunsen burner yeah I've with got some like a... sort of contraption on top of it and i believe you told me you were planning on making me a cup of coffee here out in the woods with nothing but a backpack and a printer yeah, right i was gonna make you some iced coffee i've got this uh this container here full of ice i've got this one full of water i got my collapsible kettle uh, i've got my collapsible um mesh strainer that i have with me uh, i've got two cups for us um, and then I have some grounds that I ground up uh, just before I left to come to come be here. I mean, you are you can't you can take the Starbucks bur the, away from the barista, <laughs> but you can't take the barista from the 
or you can't take you can take the Starbucks away from the barista, but you can't take the barista out of Starbucks. Or it, it's, it's, it's in there somewhere. I don't know what somewhere. I'm saying, but that you get what I'm saying. It's a hard. It's not, people, it's a, yeah, people get this. You like, know what I'm saying. Coffee is ingrained deep within me. I love coffee and Starbucks. I always tell people, and you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for marketing. I'm a you know I have a marketing background, so I appreciate marketing and. Um, I always tell my family at holidays or, you know, or, you know, friends that I, I, I go to Starbucks probably several times a week because I do a lot of working as I work a lot of work out of my home. I like to get out and, you know, see the friendly faces and I do a lot of networking at Starbucks. In fact, I met one of, one of our, uh, hosts, uh, one of our, actually our, the private investigator from episode two, um, at the Starbucks. So oh, that's I right. Do, I do yes. Tell me about so that. I do get a lot of I do network a lot at Starbucks and uh, but but um, but I tell people I go to Starbucks. I don't go to Starbucks for coffee for the coffee. I go to coffee for Starbucks. Yep. And I you know I'm not ashamed of that. I'm a marketing. I'm a commercial. You know you you sell me a good ad. I'm I'm a hooked line and sinker. But as long as the product follows through. Yes, that's true. I do. But also customer experience is incredible and all those things. But. If the whole package is there, I'm, you know, you got me for life. I.e., so you're pouring ice into a cup. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, and I did, I did tell you iced coffee because I do pretty much drink iced coffee year-round. I was in Quebec one time. It was like negative 27 degrees with the wind chill. And I went to a Starbucks and I ordered iced coffee. They thought I was crazy, but well, I was going to change, you know, I follow the season. So if it's hot or warmer outside, I drink iced coffee. If it's, if it's cold, then I'm probably going to feel more of a... A hot coffee but i mean it's been yesterday it was what 83 84 today it's 79 82 somewhere between there so yeah iced coffee is definitely in the in the running so back to i'm gonna touch obviously now go back to the the music side of it so what is what genre of music are all three of your bands the same genre no actually so um i would say the first band hey chroma that is uh, much more uh, it's like a ambient alternative rock, um, so it kind of ventures into like some shoegaze kind of territory, especially the stuff that we've been working on recently. Um, and then Sir Peak, the second band, it's kind of like a darker, grittier, uh, fuzzier version of Hey Chroma. It's like the opposite side of the same coin in a way. Okay. Um, and then Suter, it's not right to call it pop punk because it's not but it pulls a lot from pop punk um but it it draws a lot of influence from like the emo days with bands like taking back sunday and stuff like that um just in the modern era we have a joke that it's uh adult or it's mid-tempo adult contemporary modern jazz or something like that even though it's not really jazz but like it's just the the running joke amongst us so well, I, I didn't even, and I honestly didn't even know that. I mean, I, I know mostly, mo, um, the most I know of, the, of all three of your bands, I'm most familiar with, okay, the Bugs and Burners steaming now, so oh, yeah. we're getting closer, but Hey Chroma. Hey Chroma is the band that I've seen you, I've seen you perform live. We've worked collaboratively and creatively on some projects like video content mm-hmm. in the past. Um, that So I'm very familiar with Hey Chroma. Um, and the other two, I've, I've known you were in the other two bands or other bands. I wasn't exactly sure how many, but... It's, it's, so, it's so interesting to me that you can, especially being in multiple genres, I mean, how does your brain even process that? Is it the same as, like, you, you like listening to jazz, you like listening to heavy metal, you like listening to hip-hop, or, and I'm just, yeah, not necessarily so to you, but, like, is it the same as, like, consuming as it is 
being able to play multiple so genres. I think what, what really helps in that is like in each band, I have a different role in a sense. Like in Hey Chroma, I'm more of the leader and uh, the creative direction is more in, in what I want it to be. So when we're writing or doing something with Hey Chroma, I'm in that job, that mindset. When I'm doing something with Sir Peak, that's led by Keepress. So that puts me into a different role. And so I operate closer to that of um, just not a straight up musician, but, you know, somebody who isn't necessarily leading, but I'm providing support in a way. Um, and that allows me to switch to a different gear to follow that genre. And it's a similar thing with Suter, but I'm also on a completely different instrument than in my other bands. So that lends me to access that role a little bit differently. Um, but it, it's definitely a different gear for each band. Um, I think if I were leading all three, that would be quite a challenge to kind of switch roles with genres. Um, but that also depends on who's playing with you because everybody has a certain way they naturally perform or naturally noodle about on their instrument. And so when you have certain people together, even if nobody listens to that exact kind of music on their own, you might create that. Uh, like there's a, a band I listen to called, um, I th it's, it's either This Will Destroy You or Russian Circles said this. One of the two said this, but uh, they're both instrumental bands, like rock instrumental bands, but none of them really listen to instrumental rock stuff. They just happen to do that as a band. Well, and I mean, I know you, and that's actually leads me to one of the other things I want to talk about was like inspirational artists. So, um, I know at least with Hey Chroma, it's a, the type of music is, I would say more abstract than what you would definitely hear on the radio or mainstream radio. Correct. Oh, yeah. For I sure. mean, it's very abstract, you know, sound, the storytelling methodology that you guys, that you guys, uh, sort of use through, throughout your, your, your EPs, your albums and your singles. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've always, I mean, it's just incredible what you guys are, it's just, it's almost like poetry. It's like, you almost like, it's not, it's ultra poetic. It's you, it's almost, oh, thank you. Whatever. That's, that's really high praise. Well, it's, it's kind of like it's meant to, it's almost a mirror. It's like you hear it. It's not, you're not trying to, at least what I've gathered, you're not trying to explicitly tell someone what you're saying. Yeah, it's, um, it's so, more a reflection of what you're hearing. Yeah. So with Hey Chroma, you know, I, I, I write really intentional lyrics, which is part of the reason it takes me so long to write them to begin with. Um, so there is like a, a solid message in there or a solid story at least. But at the same time, like I want the music to mean something to whoever listens to it. And I want it yes. to, to, to affect them wherever they are. So, and that's what I was trying to mean to, to them, what, what it needs to mean. Not that, the, yes, not that there is no story. Cause I do know you do spend a lot of time developing that, but just that, at least for me and the songs I've heard, it does make you, it's very, it, it triggers an introspective, introspective response is all I'm saying. Correct. Which yeah, I mean, yeah, I think this is really what I'm going for. That's high praise. Thank you. So, um, so, and how would people find best, find your music, your band? Yeah. So, um, for any of them, you can find us on Spotify, Apple music, iTunes, Amazon, uh, and I'll whatever put, the Google thing is, it's all over the place. Yes. And I'll put in, in the show description, just send me over links. Oh, Anything absolutely. Anything you want yeah. me to include, I'll put links to your social media channels, oh, thank to you. your music, however you want people, email addresses, anything you want. Um, but I'll definitely put that information 
uh, in the podcast. Oh my gosh, so he's handing me this. He's handing me my glass. Oh my gosh. Let me know if it's any good. I think it's all right. Wow. Excellent. Good? Yes. For, for being in the middle of the woods? We are literally in the middle of the woods. I mean, like I said, this is, you know, for me, I, you know, if, we, if it was nighttime, I would be pretty much fearing for my life at the moment. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's beautiful. We got some sunshine and uh, iced coffee, fresh iced coffee in the middle. Of, I, this first time in my life I can say I've had fresh iced coffee in the middle of the woods. Hey, man, look, this is, to me, this is one of my favorite things about uh, coming out into the woods is bringing just a little bit of creature comfort with you mm. which is why i've acquired specific sets of gear to make this feasible on like longer hikes and stuff it's it's just something that adds to the experience you know well and that's one and the other thing about i mean you and then a few of other of our friends are really big nature lovers hikers like oh yeah i mean i honestly want to have a i want to bring on you i want to bring you on again um, along with like Hunter Cochran. And oh, I love Hunter. One of our mutual friends, a couple other people, and just have a conversation and even bring Becca back on. Yeah. And just honestly, just have a whole hour long conversation about nature. I, that's something I want to definitely do with you guys for 150%. I would, I would absolutely be down with that. So, but so I would, so what is your favorite genre? So, like, I kind of want to take this back to your childhood. Oh, gosh. I, I mean, and maybe not that far, but I want to know the origin. What's your Uncle Ben, Spider-Man, Peter Parker origin story, you know, where you uh, found to be, found music. I mean, you so, know, sort of how you got into the different genres that you like to play, what instruments. Yeah, so um, when I was a child, my mom uh, made both me and my sister learn piano. She taught us um and I played piano for quite a few years, so it was my first instrument. Um, I enjoyed it. I never really thought that like mu music was something that I was gonna, you know, pursue with my life. Um, I thought piano was fun, but I didn't, you know, I didn't adore it or anything. And then when I was 13, I picked up guitar. Uh, you know, everybody as a teenager, they wants to play, they want to play guitar so they can impress the girls. Um, I picked it up. Uh, my fingers were always hurting, so I hated it. I quit. Um, I tried again when I was 15 years old, and then I never put the guitar back down. Um, and then as a senior in high school, uh, at that point I had been playing steel drums uh, in the high school band for about three years at that point. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in college. Um, I thought maybe I could be a history major uh, or maybe some science, but then I realized all the papers that came with either one of those degrees. Um, and then I can't remember if it was my parents or my music teacher in high school suggested that I, I go to college for music. Uh, so I ended up going to Young Harris, which is in the northern part of Georgia, up in the Appalachian Mountains, uh, studying classical guitar, which is like the, the finger-picking Spanish style or, you know, playing box, stuff like that. Um, that's the stuff I learned in school. Um, and about that time is when I started making my first band and started like actually writing music. Um, and at the time I was really getting influenced by bands like Radiohead, Sigaros, which is my favorite band of all time. Um, at the time I was a huge fan of Bon Iver. Uh, 
because he only had his first two records. I really love his first three records. Um, this is a terrible thing to say, but I think he lost it a little bit after that. His fourth record just isn't, I don't know, it's just not him, in my opinion. Uh, but again, that is my opinion. Um, so I'm really into, I used to be really, really, really into the the heavy metalcore style stuff or things kind of close to it, like Under Oath, We Came As Romans, As I Lay Dying, all the stuff that you would see t-shirts for in Hot Topic. Um, but when I got to college, that kind of shifted gears and I started going more towards the ambient rock or post-rock side of things, uh, like the bands I just mentioned, uh, as well as Explosions in the Sky and This Will Destroy You. Uh, and li listening to those kind of bands taught me I can use guitar differently than I had known before, because I knew you had rhythm guitar and lead guitar, and, you know, I knew the classic rock kind of stuff, and that really wasn't what I wanted to do. Uh, and then with those kinds of bands, I realized if I put reverb and echoes on things, I can create these really cool textures and spacey sounds, and I can do all that with my guitar instead of a computer, and that's that's kind of where I started really kicking the gear. I love it. Um, and I would, like, would you say, because I know a lot of, a lot of the bands that you just, just just mentioned, I know a lot of our listeners may or may not, I would say probably most of them have not heard of at least half of those bands, right. if not the majority of those yeah. bands. So how would you say, um, and those are, I mean, I've heard of many of those bands and that, you know, there's a lot of value to those guys and I, I can definitely see how you got a lot of inspiration from those folks and then, but would you say to someone who doesn't, is may not be familiar with all of those folks, um, what would you say might be, what's the closest mainstream artist that you might be com comparable to? Or, you know, even uh, Metallica. I mean, they're, people know Metallica. Or a household name, not necessarily mainstream artist. Closest mainstream. Um, gosh, at this point, I don't even know it's mainstream anymore. Uh, or just household name. Just like... Uh, household name, I would say the closest thing that we are two in those is probably Radiohead, even though okay. we're nothing like Radiohead in the sense that I respect the crap out of those guys and they're incredible musicians and I aspire to be as good as them. Um, but we're, we're different from other artists enough that you could lump us into a similar subgenre as Radiohead, I think is probably a good way of saying that. Okay. And then what would you say... Um, so like, I think you kind of answered this with your, with the artists that you talked about, but what would you say is your most, what's your favorite genre, both to play and listen to? Uh, probably post-rock or, um, shoegaze, okay. either one of those. If you're not familiar with post-rock, what that, all that really means is typically a completely instrumental band with a rock instrumentation. So drums, okay. electric guitar, bass, but typically no vocals. And shoegaze is something that came out of the, technically the late, late, late 80s, like 89 slash early 90s before grunge took off. And that's kind of, it's related to post-rock in the sense that there's a lot of reverb and delay and effects on the guitars. Um, but it's this really washed out wall of sound with typically pretty quiet, almost fairy-like vocals. Probably the best well-known shoegazed artists and probably my personal favorites are my bloody valentine of uh the late 80s and early 90s out of ireland and england and then slow dive out of england what do you think about some old oldie relatively old school 
um, bands like uh, like Queen. Love them. Um, and I know Heavens. I know you're. Of course, this is not nearly as old as, as Queen, but Nirvana. Oh, I know Nirvana's you talk about one of my favorite bands of all time. I know you talk about Nirvana all the time. Yeah, Kurt no, Cobain. I love Nirvana. I love Kurt Cobain. In fact, uh, yesterday I was wearing what I call one of my Kurt Cobain sweaters. It's mm-hmm. this green uh, over like it's probably like an XL sweater, and I wear medium, so it looks like a looks like I'm wearing a dress. But Kurt was kind of famous for wearing stuff that was oversized on him because he had some. He didn't like how small he was as a person, so he wore bigger clothes. Oh, um, okay. I did so my that. my wife got me that sweater with Kurt Cobain in mind, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's a Kurt sweater, and she oh was like, that's God. exactly why I bought it. Well, I love it. And so, you, uh, how do I say this without insulting myself? <laughs> There's steam coming on me from your cup of coffee. Oh, I'm sorry. I love it, actually. It's like I'm in a little bit of a sauna out here. Um, I, I'm, my palette for music is not, I would not say ultra adventurous. Okay. So, this year I'm going, to, which I am going to see Queen this year. Oh, dude, that's awesome. So, I'm going to see Queen, but so I would say you you like Queen, but I don't know if you like Nickelback. I uh, I'm not really a Nickelback. No, and I, and and I know Ed Sheeran. You're not a fan of I Ed Sheeran. I really don't like Ed Sheeran. So um, and that goes beyond. We don't really have to get into that if you don't want to. But that well, goes beyond just him as a musician. I I generally think his songwriting is kind of lazy. Um. Well, which brings, which brings me to my point. I'm going to see Nickelback and Ed Sheeran this oh, year as no, well. Oh, no, dude. I'm so sorry. I'm sitting here just <laughs> crapping all over this stuff. You've paid no. money to go see. No, 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 no. And also, Every, like, I say all these things, but, like, there's plenty I'm, I'm of things. nobody. I have, I have no authority to speak on any of these things. These are just all my opinions. Of course. Of course. I mean, I mean I've mean, i not made any kind of major films or anything like that or have any distributed any, had any distribution rights or anything, but I still can critique or have opinions about, you know, famous directors work. very true I mean, i'm not a, true. i'm not a big fan uh and this is super controversial but i'm not a huge fan of nolan christopher nolan really yes i, I actually know other people that aren't um i respect the heck out of him but his stories i just to me the writing is so fast-paced that it's almost like it it it's almost like the writing is so fast that it's like you don't notice the, all the convenient storytelling right um tropes like oh that was why was that 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 was a little bit too convenient but you're already 12 beats farther along into the story to really think about it and you're just like oh the joker his acting is awesome oh you know batman oh um memento which is which was uh his was nolan's i believe that was nolan's first was it memento or was I, that you I'm would know sure better that than that me, was memento. but i think so but and i actually did like memento but um and i also don't like gore movies and i don't like um tarantino um and but that's, you don't like tarantino i do like i like I like him as an artist, but I just have a hard time watching his movies because of the gross aspect, the blood, the gore, really? the violence. See, my father-in-law, he doesn't like blood in movies at all, um, but he he loves watching Quentin Tarantino films because it's so just like over dramatic. Yes, that it seems so fake to him that he can enjoy it. Yes, and I just my love of movies is so I like very ultra relatable. As like turning turning something that is simple, but is just so beautiful, you know, turning something simple that we may experience on a daily basis, but dramatizing it in a way that turns it on its head to make it something enormous and right. just affects people's lives and just reminds you 
that we, you know, wow, there is, there is something to this human thing, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, and I just, I get turned away by special effects and bombs and I'm just like, that's just in, in gunshots. And, or like a over, over reliance on them. Like I would, yes. Kind of like yes. Lord of the Rings versus the Hobbit series. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Not to um, bring that up. But know, again, again, I mean, but, but again, who am I to, I have no authority to criticize or, you know, these people are, you know, making things that I'll never produce and, you know. So, but, but to your point, we can, it's, there's nothing wrong with criticizing. We can still have our opinions. Yes, and respect the heck out of all these people because they're still successful and hardworking and they've, you know, there's, yeah. you know, there's you a lot of... You can respect somebody without actually liking them. Yeah, you know, or agreeing with everything they do. Yeah. Um, which is, a, which part of what this podcast is about too is hopefully I can generate some of that. Yeah. Because there's eventually going to be people on here that not everybody with, with lifestyles or with, um, you know, or opinions that may not everyone agree with or it might be out of someone's comfort zone but to see their side of it to see the human side their human side and realize that we all you know i know this is a uh dumbledore quote but he he said in the goblet of fire we may come from different places and speak in different tongues but our hearts beat beat as one yeah and i I would say that's the that is the heart of what this of this podcast is about and on the flip side of that like i don't necessarily i don't think that everybody out there is going to like the music that I write or the bands that I play in, but all I can hope for is that they'd at least respect it. So, on that brings me, <coughs> that brings me to my next point. I would love to hear some of your music. Yeah, okay. Um, and we're just out in the middle of nowhere, so you can hear, if you want to hear like the highest quality, there's going to be links, but I just want, in the, in the theme of nature and just being around, I want the listener to feel like they're here with us. Yeah. Just play this on your phone. I just uh, want to okay. hear it. Um, just right off of your phone. What's like... Uh, you want to hear something from Hey Chroma? Let's hear, something, let's hear something from Hey Chroma. Because okay. that's the thing I'm most familiar with. But just like, not a whole song, but just skip towards maybe something in the middle. I just would really love to hear. Yeah. Uh, let the listeners hear. hear. Gosh, it's so beautiful out here. It's pretty airy, isn't it? It's still, I mean, I can't believe this is just, you know, and I'm going to I'm gonna take pictures. I brought my camera. I'm going to, this is too beautiful to not get some video clips of or at least pictures. I'm going to post this on our Instagram. So if you want to see the two of us and, and Richie's just luscious, red, ginger dreadlocks, mm-hmm. please go and find us on Instagram. I'm going to be posting this to our story, but it's just... Anyway, but go ahead. Fire yeah, something sure. up. What song? For, you want me to just hold it relatively near the mic or just in my hand a couple feet? Just right there as far okay, But just yeah. tell us, first of all, what is this song? What's the inspiration? What's this one? What's an insight? Yeah, so uh, this song is called Saltwater... It is off of our, uh, it was supposed to be a mini album, but all the streaming services classified as an EP. Not bitter about that. Nope. Um, but it's, a. Uh, it's from the, my band, Hey Chroma, and it's kind of just about, um, basically I, I'd been through a lot in the years leading up to this record coming out. Uh, a lot of death in the family, um, a lot of death in the family, uh, death of friends and, old classmates and um just kind of feeling lost where i was in life uh my wife and i were very broke uh we're both working very very hard to make not a lot of money um and we just both kind of felt like we were drowning and uh this is kind of a song about that and i'll just i'll just kick it off right at the first verse uh here we go Now 
And this is you on the lyrics? This is your vocals? Yeah, yes. Me vocals, lyrics written, all that fun stuff. And you just tell me when you want me to stop. I don't want to- No, keep share. going. Keep going. Man. That is awesome. <laughs> Oh, I bungled it. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's that's the uh, we're off the cuff, man. It kind of you know it it kicks up from there into a couple different gears, but that's I guess a nice little enticing slice or hopefully enticing slice. Well, and that that is actually right up my alley. I mean, I, I do a lot of video editing for my job, and I oftentimes have a lot of like very atmospheric, um, atmospheric music. And just, you know, almost sometimes, most of the time it's just intr instrumental, but that's something I would easily, could easily sit and work, work to the, you know, with that as background music for hours. I love it. Let me know if you ever need it. I will. I'm more than happy to let somebody use it. I'm going to sit right here on Well, no, I, ju I just mean, well, that too, using it in the video, but I just mean as like having it playing in the background while oh, I work. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the type, exactly the type of stuff that I'm like ultra, it makes me ultra focused and, but, uh, well, very cool. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, thank you for and, uh, for allowing me to. And again, I'll put I'll put links to everything. So if, when people want to actually hear this on you know whatever platform they're on, they that can hear full the quality, full and quality, and all that. But I just want to keep it real, keep it authentic, keep it raw here on off the cuff, you know. But so, um, so we heard a sample of music. So tell me, I would say stories, challenges. So what are some challenges you've experienced? Because I guess let's start let's start by with this question. What mm -hmm. where do you where are you trying to go within your music career? So, right. and focusing on where do you want to go and what are some challenges, what are some wins, what are some losses um, uh, in that journey? And, and maybe answer it in the sense of like you're talking to someone who's also like maybe years behind you in their journey to find- Who's just kind of starting out. Whether it be for music <laughs> um, or just um, an art, but uh, yeah. just, you know, excuse me. So, just an um, open conversation about that. Yeah, I would say, you know, I'm a, yes, I'm a musician. I'm in three bands, but I also work a full-time job. Um, so that, obviously, a full-time job demands a lot. Being in a band demands a lot. Being in three bands demands a lot. Um, being a husband demands a lot. Um, and I haven't always been the best at balancing any of those things out. Uh, but you know, beyond those three uh, aspects right there, you also have your personal life and personal health outside of all of those. Um, and so I'd say probably the biggest struggle with doing anything like this is uh, maintaining a balance with work, with your dreams, with your family, but also your own personal and mental health. Uh, but well, mental and physical, because um, I... I can often be a yes man in the sense that like if somebody asks me wants to do something like yeah let's go let's do it um just because i want to i want to go and i want to do and i want to create and i want to see i want to explore um that's just the the sagittarius in us i guess wiggins oh um, i've dealt with the same things <laughs> yes but what can happen and you might have experienced this too although you seem leaps and bounds more scheduled and organized than i ever have been um but i can i can overdo it really quickly and then use up all of my body's energy reserves 
and crash really hard for a couple days uh, or get sick. Um, a couple weeks ago, I had just been going and going and going nonstop every day for weeks. I'd get off, get off work, go to rehearsal, get off work, play, get off work, go to rehearsal, get off work, play another show. Um, and on the weekends, it was more shows and try to squeeze in time with my wife to spend with her and going back to work. And then eventually my body just shut down and I was sick for four days. And I mean like all like really bad sick for four days. Um, and it's, those are the reminders that you run up against that, Hey, maybe you, at times you need to slow down and it's not slow down to the point where you can't do what you want to do or can't do what you love, but you have to learn how to manage your time um and not waste it and there's there's you know there's always going to be time that you have to just faff about and do nothing and that can be healthy um but doing something like this teaches you that there's also not a lot of time to to waste so if you are just goofing around and eating time up it needs to be purposeful in the sense that that is my rest i am i'm just goofing around and laying here scrolling for 30 minutes because I need 30 minutes before I go do my next next objective, whatever it may may be. Um, it's all about intentionality and understanding your your time and what you have with it. Um, I'm still not the best at it, probably never will be, but I'm constantly working toward being better at it. Um, and as far as like what I want to achieve with music, I would love to at some point not be working full-time outside of music but let music become my full-time that's not to say that I hate where I am with work or anything like that I love my boss um, he's made my job significantly better than were I to do it anywhere else he's one of my closest friends um, but music is what has my heart so if I could do that full-time or at least to a point where I'm able to start paying bills off of it to some degree man that would be that would be awesome i would consider that a success um i think success is a really kind of our our society tries to define it as success is when you've made it and you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing something that's success and i i so wholeheartedly disagree i think success is when you have met a goal that you've set yeah. And if you can set yourself up to continue to meet goals, no matter how small they are, as long as you keep meeting them, man, you're successful. Yeah. You're doing what you set out to do. And that's yeah. awesome. I was, I mean, I tell people my definition of, uh, of success is just when you wake up, the, when the, the majority of your, of your days in the year, you wake up generally excited about waking up. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're generally, and everybody has a bad day, Every, you know, no, no, you know, you go through bouts of where, you know, you, you, you know, serious, you know, tragedies happen, you know, but that's what, but the majority of your standard life or standard routine, when you wake up every, most every day excited yeah. about the next, about being alive. Of what you're waking up to do, mm -hmm. you know, and that could be, you could be, you know, you could make $20,000 a year. You could make and, and feel that way. You could make $10 million a year and not feel that way. Yeah. So who has a better life, you know, and I, I mean, and I don't like to compare lives, livelihoods, but, but, you know, if you're waking up 
with endless amounts of, you know, maybe your 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 your, your belly might be full, but man, if your heart is empty, die. Yeah, I mean, there's people who make hundreds of thousands of dollars out there, millions, whatever. People who make a lot of money, who are absolutely miserable. Um, yeah. And they they it's because they just can't they for whatever reason in their personal life they can't see their own success and be happy with it it's all i've often heard that like when you when you're starting a business up or something you spend the first 10 or so years just staying up every night thinking how can i make money and then if you're not careful once you start making money you spend the rest of your life staying up at night thinking how can i keep that money well at some point you know shouldn't you be able to break away from that and be like man i i did a thing I got where I wanted to get. I'm successful. Now what's my next step? Yeah. I'm excited about the next step. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I don't I think there's a lot of I think society does leave us it, it because the society is incentivized for us to want to make money because the people that are spreading that as what definition of success profit off of our making money and yeah. spending money exactly so and i'm not going to say that's like an american problem specifically i think that's just a a whole world problem it's not a new problem it's it's been around for forever um i just don't think that we as humans have gotten very good over however long we've been on this planet at dealing with that problem yeah excuse me problem yeah um so how would you say then so i know you talked so what do you have any well let's see turn so the work-life balance you're saying is a big being able to do that you're that's something that you would say someone that's try like an aspiring artist but is going to have to like you're saying that's the main thing that you would push the advice you would give is being able to be prepared for that and how I, to, I wouldn't even say like be able to be prepared for that i would just be be more like hey you know if you if you focus on that or at least give that some attention from the get-go then you're already setting yourself up with frameworks that can be implemented when things get busier and heavier and more chaotic, mm. which is going to make all that so much easier. And that, that kind of framework can also translate into other parts of your life. Um, it's, it's just something that's so beneficial. Um, then I, I hate that it's taken me as long as it has to get that way. Well, how are some of the things, what are some of the things you've been implementing? I mean, that's, a, I mean, that's good advice for anyone, not just an artist or aspiring artist or, or I would say any professional, anyone who's willing, I mean, everyone, adults, millennials, you know, people younger than us. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone um, deals with work-life balance. What are some of the things that you've implemented in your life to help achieve a, a better balance? Yeah, so um, I think having someone in your life that is totally okay being fully honest with you okay yeah. um about any topic and you can ask them like am i struggling with this am i struggling with that and they're okay answering honestly that's huge you need to have a friend in your life like that um and this sounds kind of dumb because i'm sure a lot of people use this already but i didn't really use a calendar until a couple maybe one or two years ago um that was just not something that i was interested in doing yeah. Now that I've done that, it has saved me a lot of hassle, um, which is so silly that I never did that, but it's huge. Um, but also um, having having the ability 
to recognize your own shortcomings, not necessarily so that you can develop them, but if you're working within a group of people, like in a band or something, delegating to people who are strong where you're weak can make things work so much better than if you just try to shoulder it all yourself. Um, ask me how I know. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. Um, if you can, if you are okay with identifying where you're weak and seeing how your essentially your teammates are strong in those areas and letting them handle that things start to happen Mm. uh and it's awesome um but then you also have to be okay with doing that and following up with them and making sure they're actually doing they're doing it not not as a derogative uh nagging way but more like working together to make yeah. sure you're on the same page and creating a similar oh yes i mean product with the same vision communicate i mean yes communication absolutely oh gosh i mean and i can as far as the calendar thing is concerned i mean so that i would when people i mean people ask me all the time like um you know how do you keep track of everything because i mean i would I tell, i'm pretty much managing about 30 projects simultaneously at any given time right and some of those things are 20 minute projects some of those are you know, 20 hour projects, summer, six month projects. Um, so I had to develop a project management and time management um, and, high, and high levels of communication years ago. I mean, I just, I knew right out the gate if I wanted to do what I wanted to do, that had to be a foundational piece of my life. Um, and I was, I don't know if it was a mentor or just something I saw on TV or I don't know exactly what triggered me to do that but i started using a calendar when i was like right out of high school because we we did a little me and a bunch of buddies did a short film for the local film festival and wound up submitting it and you know and we had a really great time with that but even just managing a five minute short film with six six guys even you know six of your friends that's when i was like i'm gonna have to start doing something so that's when i started using the calendar and i mean i i could not do what i could not function without my calendar without my my reminders without my checklists i mean even i have a 30 point 30 point checklist just to prepare for a wedding shoot oh yeah absolutely um and and i just i'm very passionate about that as well i mean i could do a whole episode honestly i thought about even writing a book or a blog about just how to use i call it self-automation yeah and how to take how to take in information or communication from from when people communicate to you how to take that information process it having structures in place and um, reminders in place and um, checklists. And, you know, I could do a, I, I'm super passionate about that. I would say that's the second thing I'm most passionate about. I would say next to the, the video, the art of filmmaking, the art of multimedia and technology and all that kind of stuff. I would say second to only that in the sense of like, um, that I'm most passionate about, but um, I would well, love I to think talk. it's interesting you called it uh, self-automation because yeah. that's really what it is. Once you've set these reminders and calendar settings and all that stuff, you're taking a lot of the guesswork out of what you need to get done. Oh, yeah, it becomes it pops in front of you. You're like, oh yeah, I need to do that, and then you hop on it, and you take out a lot of the back and forth in your head about getting it done because it's just there. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I love doing it. I'm a nerd for it. I mean, I pay $60 a month for the calendar app that I use. I mean, sorry, $60 a year, $60 a year for the calendar app that I use. And because it's, it's, it's so precise and that's not my recommendation for the day, but if you're looking for a fantastic calendar app, 
It's called Fantastical, and it's sixty. It was twenty dollars a year. They bumped it up to sixty dollars a year, but I use it. That is my lifeline. It has weather built in the days. Oh, I love that. So, like when I'm planning a shoot, because I'm, I, you know, I'm planning shoots outside all the time. Um, to have weather integrated in that, and I can integrate my reminders into that from my Apple lists. So, but anyway, I don't want to digress too deeply on that. But you, you start talking about calendars, man. I'm going to light up like a Christmas tree. I'm going to light up like a Christmas tree. But, um, <laughs> but and, so we're gonna we're getting close to time here. I don't want to keep you too too long out here. But even though I know honestly, we both could probably sit out here for another. Oh, dude, I could sleep out here. I'm yeah, we could about getting you out here before you it gets dark and you get scared. I don't think I'll get scared. I'm, I'm with you know I'm I'm with a trusty trusty companion, trusty uh, guide. So. Well, and if, if it does get dark, all I got to do is follow the water. It'll take us straight to the road. You're the golem to my Frodo. But I will, <laughs> yeah, okay. But you're not, I mean, that's I will, a weird comparison, but I'll take it. I will say this. You don't look like Gollum, but you're literally perched up on a... If you could see, <laughs> yeah, him, right, if you could see him right now, he is perched up on a rock in such a way Legs that he cool. looks like Gollum, how he does. And, I, you know, that was not... I didn't even mean to make that comparison, but it kind of wrote itself. So, But before we get to that, I want to play a game. You know, okay. at the end of every episode, we have a game and, rec- right. and recommendations. Um, but before we get <coughs> to that, I just, I couldn't help. I wanted to ask you, do you have any hobbies outside of music? Like, what's the one thing? Okay, we talked about nature, yeah. you know, other than hiking. Like, what's the one thing you do um, outside of nature, hiking, and music? Like, what's something maybe we haven't, like an odd talent, since we know what your talent, your, not, not talent, but we kind of know what your hobby is. What's your, what's one thing about you that most people don't know? Um, I really enjoy history. Okay. Um, uh, and this, this sounds, you know, kind of typical, but I really enjoy Western European history, but not just like all of it. I like specific parts. Like I like Irish history, some English history, uh, Nordic history. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed learning about history. It was my best subject in school ever since I was little. Um, well, that's the storyteller inside yeah. of you. It was the American history. I was the that was my least favorite because I was just like, no, that's new. I want old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've always enjoyed history. I really like plants. Um, oh, well, we're in the perfect place. Yeah, I know. There's I've, about there's about 15 plants adjacent yeah. to your flesh at the moment. I'm, a, I'm an amateur with plants, but I I have a couple books that I acquired this Christmas that I'm starting to read as far as like uh, plant identification in the southeast or the Appalachian regions in the southeast um, just because I want to be able to be on a hike and recognize everything I see and know what I can eat and what I cannot eat. There you go. Well, very cool. Well, before so I want to end. Obviously, let's, go, let's transition to the game. So this is something, I mean, I, I, I like to make my games, when possible, um, thematic to the guests. So okay. it's a music game. It's a music-themed uh, game. And I've got, I've got five songs here. Uh-oh. And... They are, they pretty strong variety. One one of them's a freebie, I think. Okay. But I want to. I, I don't. I don't know the answers to this. But five popular songs that pretty much everyone's heard of, and we have to guess the year they were released. Oh gosh. Oh man. Um. Actually, some friends of mine and I play kind of a similar game to this, but we. It's all based on YouTube, right? So yeah. like somebody is the officiator, and they will come up with the song, look it up on YouTube. And we have to figure out, we, we all have to place our guess on when it was released and how many views it has. Oh, that's very interesting. Not very good for an audio-only podcast. No, exactly. Uh, but medium, but yes, that's very, but I, love, I love that. 
Um, so, are you ready? To, are you ready to start? Yeah, I hope I know all the songs. So, what we're gonna do if uh, what's what are we gonna put any stakes on it? If if I win, you buy me Starbucks next time we go out. Okay. If you win, I buy you Starbucks next time we go out. Fair enough. I love it. Perfect. All right, let's do this. So first one I have, and Master of Puppets by Metallica. Oh. And Master honestly, Puppets. I'm setting myself up for failure because you are much more musical. Well, yeah, but I'm not as involved in the mainstream. I'm going to say Master of Puppets came out in 91. I'm going to say 89. Okay. Do you, I don't know. I, let me find the answer. Oh, I'm going to. I've got it. Have you got I'm it? Gonna, I'm, I'm, you can ask Siri. Oh, okay. And she'll just talk. So I said 91, you said... 89. 89. I, and this is not over. It's whoever's close. It doesn't matter if you're So over. what happens if it's 90? Well, then we'll call that a tie. Okay. And cool. I'll write down here um, who, who gets it. So... All right. You said 91. 91. 80, 89. 89. Okay. Hey, Siri, when did Master of Puppets by Metallica release? Master of Puppets was released on March 3rd, 1986. Wow. Whoa, we were both off. You were you were close. I was three years. I, I was surprised. I was doubtful that it was in the 80s. Wow. But, yeah, I thought it was going to be like late eight, like late late 80s at the early. Wow. So, okay, I'm I'm one up. You're one so up. So one for A, zero for R, as it's on my notes app here. <laughs> so okay, this next one, a little easier. Possibly Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, which I know we talked about Queen. But, you know, we both like Queen. Uh, which who doesn't like Queen? But Bohemian Rhapsody Bohemian by Queen. Bohemian Rhapsody. Eighty-two. I'm gonna say seventy-nine. Seventy-eight. Oh man, I feel like you're right, but I'm gonna say seventy-eight. Uh, and you're like, saying eighty-two? Yeah, I feel like you're right though. All right, is that your final answer? Yeah. By the way, before you before you ask Siri, just know this game that I told you that me and my friends play, I have not once won. Okay, well then, <laughs> so I'm probably gonna lose this. Well, and there I thought I was giving you the freebie, but <laughs> well, one of them I think you will know for sure. So, um, hey Siri, when did Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen release? Bohemian Rhapsody was released on October 31st, 1975. Wow, oh, you said 76, didn't you? Uh, 70, I think 78. I know you're, you're I, you were in the closer. 80s and I was in the 70s. Though. Yeah, I was 82. Man. Wow. This is not shaping up well. Okay, well, if I win one more, we won't even have to carry on. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I, I was trying to tee you up for a win here. Uh, but see, I'm not good. I love history, but I'm not good with the music dates. Well, and that's fine. That's fine, but it's fine. It's you know, fun. We're having fun. I don't care to win. We're out in the woods drinking coffee by, okay. by a little waterfall. What's the next one? So I've got three more. Okay. This one is a completely different spectrum, but <clears throat> it's more recent. The Climb by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I'm going to say 2008. I'm to 2009. You say five, I say 2009. Five nine, yeah. Okay, is that your final answer? Final answer. Hey, Siri, when did The Climb by Miley Cyrus release? Here's an answer from Wikipedia. The Climb is a song recorded by American singer Miley Cyrus for the 2009 film Hannah Montana. The movie. Wow. Two th I said 2008, right? Or did I yeah, say 2008? You said 2008. Wow. I said 2005. I'm, I'm sorry, man. You won three in a row, dude. I am not gonna... Look, so I mean... 
Dude, I apologize. I was, I wanted to lose. I'm like, I don't want to beat my own guest at their own game. Yeah, but I'm, okay, but let's, let's, with but the understanding that you've won this and there's no way I can win, let's go ahead and do the other two just because I'm curious to see if I can even get a single one. Okay. All right. I doubt it, but. So, okay, I've got two more. Clocks by Coldplay. Oh, no. I should know this one. Um, see, Parachutes came out in like 98. I was going to say 2000 or 99. I'm going to say... 2001, maybe? I'm going to say... I'm going to say 02. It's not, but I'm going to say 02. Right, I'm going to say 2000. Okay. It's got to be... You're 2002, I'm 2000. Yeah. I think it's probably in the 90s, but if it's I'm going to say 2000. I'm going to say 2000. Was it a single... Oh, but see, now I'm overthinking it because I know it came out as a single before A Rush of Blood to the Head, but I can't remember how long beforehand. Screw it. I'm 2002, you're 2000. Hey Siri, when did Clocks by Coldplay release? Clocks' song was released on January 1st, 2002. Boom. Right on. Finally. Okay, I was about to say, I, don't, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> I want to leave one. you bloody out here. <laughs> At this game of music, I know guessing. just bludgeoning me with your with your knowledge. Okay, finally, I, I'm I, I'm happy, honestly. Okay, <laughs> okay, last one, and this is the this is the one that I honestly have no idea, and is the should be the complete freebie for you. Okay, it smells like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Okay, uh... and this one I I really have no idea. I think it's I think they're a '90s band. They may be late '80s, early. I don't I really don't know. It was either 91 or 93. Um, I'm going to guess 96, but hopefully... I'm going to say 93. Yeah, I'm going to say 93. And I said 96. Yeah. Hey Siri, when did Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana release? Smells Like Teen Spirit was released in 1991. Okay, it was 91. I couldn't remember if it came out before we were born or after. But you won. Hey. Well, I mean, I won well, the I won, I won that round. You yeah. won the battle. I won the war. Yeah, you won the war. I'm sorry. You didn't know Nirvana was a 90s band? I, dude, I, I, I assumed they were. But they. But I'm just saying, I, I, I thought they were. I was like 80, 90% sure. But I was like, they could have been early 2000s. They could have been 80, late right. 80s. I knew they were in around that time. I wasn't sure. Yeah, so Kurt died 90... It was either it was somewhere between ninety five or ninety seven. It was somewhere between then. I can't remember what year exactly, but all all Nirvana's three records came out. Well, Bleach might have come out in the late eighties, but Smells Like Teen Spirit and uh, the album Nevermind came out in the early nineties. And then they had a couple EPs, maybe one or two after that, and then In Utero, and then Courtney Love killed Kurt. You're not going to convince me otherwise. He did not commit suicide. Sorry, that's that's not what happened. Well, there you Anyways, go. well, on that note, the last thing I want to do is just we the one thing we do is recommendations, and then we'll close it out as the sun's actually starting to set. We don't want to be out here it's too beautiful much. out here though. It is gorgeous, but so recommendations, you know the drill. Any it could be anything. Yeah, it could be a, a new, <laughs> it could be a, a song, a poem, a, a a new shirt. It could be a book, a lyric, a quote. It could well, be why don't anything. you do yours first, and then I'll do mine. Okay, so. This we talked about Starbucks, and, and, and I knew you were a, a barista in your in your past life. Mm-hmm. 
So this is something that I've discovered a year or so ago, and a lot, not a lot of people know about this, but a mobile app, you can use the mobile order, of course. Most people know about that, right? But there's this really cool feature where a recent order, you can convert to a Siri shortcut for if you're, um, yeah. if you're on iPhone. So I can tell my phone, well, this is really nice in the car, because I can just, with CarPlay, you can just hit the Siri button, and I say, order my iced coffee. And you can program it, and you can you can do this and that. And it says it asks you. I have it programmed to ask me what store. It basically gives me all my favorite stores and which one's closest to me. Tell it which one I want. You can use reward options on that. You can and you can program different phrases to order different drinks. And it is an awesome life hack, which is probably not the best for my bank account, but but or my someone might call addiction to Starbucks. But for me, it is an awesome, awesome thing. So, here, yes, so. and you can, if you're confused how to do it, you can. There's YouTube videos that show you how to do it, but it's really, really cool. You can literally just tell Siri, "Order my iced coffee." She asks you a couple follow-up questions, and in five minutes, it's it is there. You know, so I that's my recommendation. Love that. Uh, so mine is is a little more open-ended and generic. Um, go outside. Be outside. It doesn't have to be very long. Um, but if you live in a city, you know, go to your local park. Or if you live out in the boonies, you know, just go for a walk. Just be outside um, actively looking for something that man did not make that's pretty. You know, because uh, if you look at garden beds and, and landscape beds, technically humans didn't make that. We worked with nature to help form that but the plants are still growing on their own um just be outside and enjoy what's out there find something beautiful and just dwell on it for a second it'll put you in a totally different mindset than than you thought about and it's it's really peaceful it's really relaxing um and it's good to kind of recenter yourself and realize that we're a part of this really big ecosystem that's so much bigger than us and our homes and our cities and that there's places like this nature preserve to go to and just kind of refocus. Well, after today, I can verify that is a good recommendation <laughs> because this has been delightful. The weather, I mean, the running water, the sunshine, the streams around us. I mean, and again, I'm going to post some, I'm going to take some pictures and maybe some video clips and post it to the story if you want to see it. But it is just freakishly gorgeous where we are. And who would have ever thought that it was literally 10 minutes from my house? Yeah. I mean, and it took, we parked and walked maybe three minutes. And yep. I feel like I'm in a fantasy world. It's just really crazy. But and nobody's come out here walking either. So I know. it's been great. It's nuts, man. But, uh, well, very good. We are right on time, my friend. Thank you so much. I want to thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you and for having me. Taking me out and getting me out of my comfort zone and I, walking on a log, man. I know to you that's probably <laughs> commonplace. Walking on a long oak. Uh, a log over a, over a, a, a little, little bit ravine. of a divot there. A little, little ravine here. But, you know... I appreciate you, appreciate your friendship, Love and it. the stories we've, you know, and we'll, I, we're going to have you back, Rich. I mean, there's just too much to unpack. I wanted to, I wanted to shave maybe a partial bit, a part of the of the top layer of your onion, the onion that is. Yeah, you. this is the first layer of the Richie onion. So, and this is not about, and I don't want you to think, too, I've been telling people, this is not, um, oh, you've came on the show, so Richie's checked off. This is a, I'm forming relationships building relationships with all of these people if you want to come on let me know if there's something that's like bugging you or something that or an inspirational message that you want to get across let me know i will have you back anytime i'm I, well i'm i'm 
I'm more than happy to come back whenever you want me. You know, yep. I really enjoy stuff like this. So. so, and that's what this is about. It's about stories, and I definitely there's so I'm sure there's so many stories we didn't get into. Oh, dude, we've got with, with we've got your a band, just the band and your well, I mean, the journey between on the you road and beat, and between me and you, our friends. I mean, like so, when we shot the music video and all the stories that encapsulate oh that gosh. whole weekend, that day where <laughs> you know that was what's that law? If Murphy's law? Yeah, yeah, that was the Murphy's law shoot. The manifestation of Murphy's law was that day. The so. generator and everything. The epitome of Murphy's Law. But well, anyway, well, thank you so much, my friend. I'm so glad again. Just thank you. Beautiful, beautiful place. And yeah. love you. And I will, we'll, we'll catch up soon. Yes, sir. Love you, man.